to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside tonight on universe box Beatles drama over 40 years later. Why are actors flocking to Netflix and the pre Thanksgiving box office? This is universe box. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Amory D. Simone. This is Universe Box for November 17th, 2016. 2016? 2016. It's still 2016. I keep Only fe- for about a month and two weeks. I keep thinking it's uh, 1817, actually, because uh, I'm a cowboy. yippee yo cowboys! I almost said something very, very rude there. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> it was close. It was very close. But we're coming oh, to you... Uh, Live Thursday night, 10 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Unfortunately, we don't have much of a chat room yet. And by not, not much of a chat room, that means none of a chat room. Yeah, zero, <laughs> zero chat rooms. Zero chat rooms. But, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. So, so how are you doing tonight, Emery? I'm doing wonderful. Excellent. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastical. Fantastical. Okay, fantastical. well, we have, we have a couple things we wanted to discuss real quick before we uh, get started in the main episode. The first is our gift exchange. Emery, you want to tell them about this? Yes. So it is time to celebrate the holidays. And we like to do that with an Elf Store gift, gift exchange. Um, follow the link that we'll have in the show notes, and it's all over social media, um, to get signed up to, you know, spread some cheer. It's just, we just like to do it for fun. And then we'll ask for Mm -hmm. people to send in um, a voicemail, a video, a picture, something of Uh, what they got. And we'll have a Christmas special. Yeah, we'll have a very special uh, Christmas universe box where we open the universe boxes that we send each other. Yes. It's a good time. We already have, what, 12 people signed up for it? Something like that. It'll be great. I would love to have some more. We have a few newbies this time, so I'm really excited. Yeah, it'll be be a a rip-roaring good time for sure. Uh, And you can get there uh, by just going to the show notes for this episode at universebox.com. This is episode 16. Or go to Elster and search for universe box i'm assuming that probably works here you I know think what? so Let's try you're it. just gonna test it aren't you try it right now i bet it pulls it up since you're yeah it, it'll pop it right up there Two, 2016 universe box gift exchange excellent so just go to uh, elster.com and, uh, and you can join that up and also we wanted to let people know to sign up for our newsletter what we, we've been doing is once a month uh, we send out a newsletter where we kind of it's kind of like a blog, but it's a private blog. It's just a private blog. We are not going to be sharing the link to that all over the social medias like we did last time. Yeah, and uh, for example, this month I wrote about how we approach criticism to, to make sure we're completely fair and we don't have any biases or anything like that. And we approach it in the fairest way possible without, you know, preferring a certain ship to one to another or anything <laughs> like that. And what did you write about, Amber? Um I wrote about The Crown. Um, it is a 10-episode series on Netflix about Queen Elizabeth. And it was fantastic. Yeah, and the way you sign up for that is just go to the websites for any of our podcasts. Just go to universe. Literally any of them. And if you scroll, I think by the time you get halfway down the page, there's a pop-up. Yeah, there's a pop-up and you can sign up. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to bug you. It's just we, gonna, once it, a month unless there's something crazy going on. It's a value add is yes. what it is. And uh, I, the one last thing I wanted to mention is that we could use some iTunes reviews on the show. That would uh, be excellent. Because, you know... Uh, we just haven't gotten a ton. Uh, we actually got a new one this week. Yeah, and that's one thing. If you leave a review, we'll we read it. We will read it. Whether it's good or not. And this one comes from Sherlocking B, and it says uh, the subject is terrible. One star. Woo! 
says just plain bad these two had a once upon a time podcast and stopped because the show would not cater to what they wanted ha. these two are swan queen shippers and tend to hate on anyone who does not follow their views lies i think that's all completely debatable i think that person never actually listened to our podcast for one when we did the whole shipping wars i was the swan queen and you were the swan uh, fire swan fire and for two we didn't quit the the show because they wouldn't cater to our needs we quit the show quit doing the show because we didn't want to be spilling hater we wanted we were to we were we were always negative so mm -hmm. we decided to choose something positive yeah and that goes back to the thing i wrote in the newsletter you yeah. know where we try and keep, it wasn't worth doing keep a, a very fair approach to our criticism and once upon a time just got to the point where we couldn't do that anymore no. so we gave it to three of our listeners to exactly. do instead we passed it on to new people you may enjoy them as instead yeah, but Check I, it out. especially considering we got that one star review, it would be super duper of you if you could go over and just pop a quick review in there just to kind yes, of please. up our average a little bit. Because what are we averaging at now? I, it, we don't have enough ratings to be average. Okay, need, come on. You need 10 ratings. So, wah, so wah, you know, wah. if you could do that for us, it would be fantastico. That's my Christmas wish. The people would leave us a that review people on will iTunes. Leave us reviews. If Me you, too. If you can't do the gift exchange for whatever circumstance, then that's fine. Just pop over to iTunes. Leave us a quick leave review. Leave us a review on iTunes and then share us with your friends. That's and, all I want. But you know what? Uh, enough about us. Uh, why don't we go ahead and what? get to the news? <laughs> it's never enough about us. We're looking into the world of television and serialized streaming storytelling in Televisionary. <laughs> So actors are flocking to Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and all of those sorts of things. With audiences' tastes constantly changing, the entertainment realm must change with it. Actors like Adam Sandler and Kevin James, who have been huge draws on TV and at the box office in, in the past, aren't performing quite as well in those realms. But there, now there is streaming video. Both actors and scores of others are finding their audiences have shifted and they are following them, putting out high-performing content as binge watching now becomes the norm. Yeah, and this article comes to us from the New York Times, which by the way, you can get links to all of the articles we're talking about tonight over at universebox.com. But Amory, what do you think about this? Okay, so the movement for all of these big, bigger stars making the jump to streaming doesn't really surprise me, and uh -huh. it actually kind of excites me. Um, you know, yes, there are certain movies that you just have to see on the big screen because of, you know, technical, big, boomy things. But... <laughs> The vast, mature, the vast majority of entertainment can really be consumed at home. And I think that we're going to see more and more that actors are veering this direction, it, it, not for their entire careers, but at least for a brief time. Like mm -hmm. people are usually known as a movie actor or a TV actor, and now they're going to be known as like a streaming actor. Yeah, it's weird because back in the day, it used to be if a movie actor did television, their career that meant their career was over. Now it's right. not so much. And not so much. <laughs> they're they some of them are making more than if they were doing movies. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Well, I don't know. There's just different reasons to want to do it. Like you get yeah. movies. I know they like to do because it's a big long project mm -hmm. but it always means taking so much time away from their family or stuff like that yeah so that's why series are so popular 
but this sort of gives you both. Like mm-hmm. you get that long experience, but not. Yeah, I have some thoughts on this too. Do I, you then? I think uh, the main reason actors are into appearing on Netflix, Amazon, and even cable television shows mm-hmm. is because it allows them to more fully explore a character. Uh, the the long form storytelling you get on television lets them live with the character for a length uh, that generally only theater performers enjoy when they're going out there night after night after night after night playing the same character. Best feeling ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it it also uh, helps that online content creation uh, companies operate like other tech companies, which means they allow for innovative concepts and creative choices that aren't necessarily possible when Tide, Target, or Toyota are paying the bills. Uh, Sadly, I think we're in a bit of a content bubble right now with everyone trying to stake a claim in this new space. Mm -hmm. And much like the startup bubble of the late 90s in the tech space. Oh, you mean the dot-com boom? yeah, Yeah, the dot-com boom. It's only a matter of time until it all comes crashing down yeah. and only Netflix uh, st- it reigns supreme. I hope Amazon sticks around too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, so let, let me see here. Uh, what? I'm good. No, I am. not. Oh, hold on. There we go. Technical there issues. we go. Okay. You're I, there. I'll get it fixed. I'll get it fixed. But what's our next story? Emory? Our next story. Cameron Monaghan. Monaghan reveals Jerome's new look on Gotham. So it's no surprise that we adore Fox's pre-Batman show, Gotham. When fan-favorite and probable Joker Jerome was killed off in season Uh two, we were upset to say the least. However, with the introduction of reincarnation and hints from the actors, there is hope of his return. Well, not really reincarnation, just reviving or resurrection. Okay, resurrection. Sorry. (laughs) Used the wrong word. It's okay. Um, I was just checking my mic. (laughs) Nothing more so than an already deleted Instagram picture. um, Yeah, because he deleted this like right away. That's because he was like, he was probably trying to schedule something. Uh And he just didn't. (laughs) Um, On his mouth looking surgically extended to look very, very Joker-like. Yes, very much so. So so what do you think about this, Anne-Marie? Yes, 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 yes. So... With the quickness that this picture was taken down, my fingers are crossed that we get Jerome back before the end of 2016. Realistically, it could be the season three finale, and I'm still going to be excited about it. But I just love the fact that they're going pretty literal with him. Uh huh. Like they, you know, Gotham likes to have their own spin on things and characters and make their own. But I like that they're sticking pretty close to home on this one. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's inter- interesting that they're going with the uh, the whole Glasgow smile thing mm-hmm. uh, that Heath Ledger uh, sported in The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it looks good in this picture, uh, no doubt. Uh, but... Yeah, it, I mean, it really does get very detailed, too. Yeah. Uh, but they generally don't make the references that obvious on Gotham. Uh, you know, it's kind of like more subtle stuff, especially considering that's really the only version of the Joker who ha- who's had this Glasgow smile, sort of like, uh, you know, corners of the mouth cut sliced mm-hmm. uh trivia though actor tom tommy flanagan who played tom the knife in gotham season two mm-hmm. he was the guy who uh tortured uh bruce w- quote unquote tortured bruce wayne to trick silver st cloud into revealing herself or whatever mm-hmm. uh he ha- actually has a glasgow smile he got really? attacked yeah uh years ago and uh someone did this to him uh so per- why per- i don't know uh people do crazy stuff sometimes I, but I, I'm thinking maybe maybe that's how Jerome gets it. Maybe they'll bring back uh, Tom the Knife and he'll have an encounter with Jerome or something. That, that would be kind of cool and kind of give it a good reason beyond just the Heath Ledger thing right. to give it to him. Uh, 
You know, I no matter how he gets it, though, I'm very excited to see Jerome or even the full-out Joker on Gotham as soon as possible. It, you know, Cameron had such a great performance uh, in season two, one and two, actually. And if you haven't seen it, I mean, you can watch that season one episode, The Blind Fortune Teller, but really I recommend just going ahead and checking out the first three episodes of season two over on Netflix with the hashtag Maniacs, which Jerome is a part of. Right. So... So yeah, very excited to see him coming back. Uh, yes, very much. Coming back to a screen near you soon. You know what soon. else? What? It's time to grab your popcorn and find your seat. We're opening up the curtain on Cinematters. <laughs> Cinematters. That should be the theme song. No, it shouldn't. It so should. this week we're bringing you the Thanksgiving box office preview. Mm-hmm. Each Thursday we let you know about a few movies that are coming to a theater near you. But with Thanksgiving coming up, the quality and quantity of movies is huge. Um, a few worth noting being released over the next week or so, and then we'll get to the reviews. Are Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find a Manchester by the Sea, The Edge of Seventeen, Moana, Bad Santa Two, Allied, and so many more. Yes, yes. But <laughs> which one did you want to talk about? <laughs> I'd like to talk about Manchester by the Sea, which I'm noting that I didn't actually write my notes in here for. <laughs> oh, so, um, just wing it. Just wing it. I am gonna wing it. Okay, this so is this from is from Amazon Studios, by the way. Oh, is I this an Amazon Studios? Yeah. I missed that part. Um, it's Casey Affleck and um, shoot. After you mentioned Heath Ledger, what's her face from oh, Dawson's uh, Creek? I, I know who you're talking about. Heath Ledger's wife, right? Uh, I don't think they were actually married. Can't think of her name all of a sudden. But I'm it stars the two of them. <laughs> um, see, this is why we do notes. But it's – okay, so Casey Affleck's, I'm going to assume, brother or some someone close to him. Uh, passes away and leaves him custody of his, like, 17-year-old son. Mm-hmm. It, it's not – nearby (laughs) like it's like across the country and he sort of is forced to move there and take care of them Mm -hmm. and you know this is the adventures that they go through learning how to basically become a family and Mm -hmm. it also is you know her relationship i keep wanting to say jen but that was her character on dawson's creek um how they um work together because she's you know with his old life and does she become part of his new life and Michelle. I, I'm, I'm trying to fight. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. I'm yeah. sorry, Michelle Williams. I do love you. It's just your name escapes and me. We all know that Michelle Williams is a listener to Universe She totally Box, is. So. Well, I mean, I feel bad. She's, like, she's an Oscar-nominated actress, mm-hmm. and there is rumor that she may get another nomination for her role. Oh, that's cool. So... There's that. And uh, the the movie I want to suggest tonight, and, and it's one I hadn't heard of before, but I, I watched the trailer and it seems pretty good. It's called A Street Cat Named Bob. <laughs> I, now, it's based on a true story and it tells the, the story of a street busking former junkie who finds a stray cat who changes his life. Uh, it, it looks like a lot of fun I, and it looks like a you know one of those uplifting films, although based on some narration in the trailer... I have a feeling that Bob the street cat might die in the end. Well, I mean, he's a cat. Yeah, they, they, they don't have long lifespans. They really don't. Especially when they're being taken care of by a junkie. Uh, oh. You know, uh, the music uh, performed by the main character, played by Luke Tre- Treadway, is all very kind of folk poppy. I, I really enjoyed it. It, it, mm-hmm. it. One of the songs kind of overlays the trailer. I actually thought it was Adam Duritz from Counting Crows yeah. at first. Oh, uh, it's not? No, it's not. It's, it's the actor. Luke, oh. Uh, Adam Tread or well, bravo, Luke Treadway. Bravo to you, sir, because you had us fooled. 
Yeah, and I, it, it's a different composer and stuff, but it's all performed by the main actor. I, and it looks like a really good film, but it has a very limited release. In fact, I couldn't find any theaters within like a 500-mile radius that were playing it. Seriously? So, yeah, Go yeah. see it if it's near you so they open it more places. Yeah, so you might have to wait on Netflix for this one, unfortunately. But, I, okay, so uh, what's our next uh, Cinematter, Anne-Marie? Cinematter is Kung Fu Panda director to bring Bone to... F- to well, film, life, whatever. Mm-hmm. The three bone cousins are coming to a theater near you. Warner Brothers acquired the rights to Jeff Smith's fantasy comic book in 2008 and has moved the movie into development with Kung Fu Panda director Mark Osborne. With box office success and numerous Academy Award nominations under his belt, Osborne looks to be the perfect man to take on the material. Oh yeah, so so, uh, so you're uh, you're not too familiar with. I bone, don't are you? I don't know much of uh, no I don't know much about Bone. I know that the book is floating around the house somewhere. Mm-hmm. That you're you're a fan. Oh yeah, definitely from way back in the day. Kid number one has read it and he is a fan. So either I need to read it or I need to have an eight year old explain it to <laughs> me before I can see this movie. Or you could just watch the movie, I guess. Well, I I mean, I, as with anything, I like to know the read the book before you see the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, this is you know a formative '90s comic, one of the big comics from the '90s, independent boom, okay. and uh, also very well regarded. It's it's you know in some cases it's taught in schools, like mm-hmm. uh, mi- middle schools will assign this as work in a, in oh, like really? an English class. Yeah, interesting. It, it really, really, really good good story overall. But and they've also been talking about making this film for years, so it's nice to hear that it's finally getting off the ground. At the same time, I'm not sure the Kung Fu Panda guy is the right man for the job. I mean, I don't know if you can judge him by just Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, I mean, I looked at a couple other things he'd done, and there was uh, like uh, the Little Prince, I think. Yes, the Little Prince, he's... um they're hyping him to be nominated for another Academy yeah, Award for that yeah. one. Hold on. Sorry. My microphone is... We're having technical difficulties A little tonight. bit, but there I we apologize. go. Okay, there we go. I, no, but I... So, so I, I mean, the Bone Cousins in the comic, they look pretty cartoony, mm-hmm. but the stories weren't exactly slapstick, goofy fun. They were moody and scary and in black and white. I, I, I mean, I know we showed a color picture just a moment <laughs> of ago. Of course, we showed a color one. And actually, uh, Jeff Smith has gone back through and started colorizing them and releasing oh. colorized versions, but they were originally black and white. Black and white. Like, I think they were even ash cans, so they were smaller format than a normal comic book, too. Interesting. Uh, but... You know, so they weren't exactly Kung Fu Panda. Right. And I'm not confident that they won't pad out the runtime of the movie with, you know, bodily function jokes and a pop song dance off at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I want to be proven wrong, but if having kids has taught me anything, it's that most animated movies these days don't expect their audiences to be smart. But, you know, please prove me wrong. Yeah, they really don't. I I, I would love to be proved wrong on this. I would love for this to be a brilliant movie that completely honors the source material. But I don't. I, I don't have a lot of faith at we this point. We don't have point. faith. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it looks you're as it. Have faith, faith, faith. Gotta have faith. Uh, but as it moves through development. Okay, we're gonna get back into the news in just one second. But first, we want to tell you about our Patreon. Uh, now, if you don't know, Patreon.com is a great way you can support creators that you enjoy. Uh, you know, like us, like people who make podcasts, like us, for example. Uh, now, you can get to it at patreon.com slash universebox. And it's real simple. All you have to do is just plug in a pledge and it'll be, it's a, 
on a monthly basis. So mm -hmm. you can plug in anywhere from a dollar to month, a to, month to, I don't know, a hundred dollars to a hundred dollars. But I mean, wink, I, wink, nod, nod. We would never expect you to pledge a no, hundred dollars. Thank really. you. We would thank lot. you a lot. I, you uh, lots of benefits. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of rewards. In fact, uh, if you pledge twenty-five dollars for for a month, then you can bring it back down the next month. You can be a guest on this very podcast. You can. Uh, you can also uh, donate that by just going to universebox.com, and there's a PayPal link. Mm -hmm. uh, Donate via PayPal over on the side, and you can get all these same benefits. The most important benefit, though, and the one, the most attainable one, is to become a member of the Five Dollar Star Patrons Club. Now, if you become a member of the Five Dollar Star Patrons Club, not only will we, re we read your name out on every episode of every podcast we do that month, but uh, Warner Brothers will make a movie about your life directed by the man who directed Kung Fu Panda. Yay! The people who are getting biopics this month are Becca Bach. Angel, Holly Mack, 79, Monica Jones, Other Anne-Marie, Sage of Earth, a.k.a. Patty, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Cattler, Hope Mullinex, Karen Horlatcher, and Jessica Gonzalez. You guys are awesome. I can't wait to see your biopics. I know. It's going to be amazing. We're get, Maybe we'll review them on Universe Box during Sunday totally Matters. totally should. If you want us to review, review your biopic on Universe Box, go to patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to think, think outside. outside. Okay, so let's see what do we got coming up here uh, okay so you know we have headphones on we also have cowboy hats we also have cowboy hats on but why don't you throw on your headphones and warm up your pipes la 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 we're going to make sure your modern music knowledge is in tune we're never going to be in tune with that it's okay though. we're never in tune it's okay so what's our first story Emery? our first story is from John to Paul with love. As a generation shaping band, there is tension amongst the members of the Beatles was no different. In a letter, John yells at Paul and Linda <laughs> in a way only a friend can by telling him to get off your gold disc and fly. Mm -hmm. Interpret that as you will. <laughs> um, he calls Paul out for being petty and exaggerating the importance of the Beatles. Uh, um, in a letter from the early 70s that has resurfaced uh, from a Boston auction. Yeah, and uh, the the overstating the importance of the Beatles. John was very. He seemed very much he into what they down. were doing. Yeah, what him and Yoko were doing. But yeah, he found them to be significantly more important than anything the Beatles ever did. Yeah. So, so uh, Amory, what did you think about this letter? Well, 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 just imagine if this had happened in 2016 is all I can think. It would have been a series of an epic series of tweets and TMZ interviews versus mm -hmm. this personally typed and handwritten crazy noted air, uh, letter. I actually kind of wish that things were still done in such letter form yeah. because you could just get it all off your chest and then it's over. Now everything's dragged out in public for ages and ages and you know there's still this feud and <laughs> all of that. So, I mean, it's it was just bandmate stuff. It's only mm -hmm. it's only a big deal because it was the Beatles. Yeah, and because it was John and Paul. Mm -hmm. Like that's the only reason it's a big deal. Didn't they have a they had a song about letters or a postmate? Like a oh wait a minute, Mister Post. That's not the Beatles. Okay. Oh. No, I know. I knew. I, I'm joking. I'm joking. I know that's not the Beatles. Oh my gosh. It, it's uh, it's the Rolling Stones. I I know. I know. Okay, but uh, after reading this, uh, my first reaction was just like, whoa. Uh, you, you know, John's remembered as a peaceful artist, but he doesn't mince words in this letter at no. all. As somebody who was introduced to the Beatles later in life, 
it's nice to see John Lennon acting as petty and childish, childish as a Kardashian. Wow. Uh, you know, the Beatles are often so elevated by their fans that it's good to remember that they were, they were simply human beings with egos and biases and all that sort of stuff. I, I do think it's funny that John claims his work with Yoko was better than anything he ever did with the Beatles because I've always thought Paul's work with Wings was way more interesting than the dissonant yodeling John and Yoko got up to. Because John and Yoko were, hey, 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 hey. and uh, Paul was like, someone's knocking on the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Why don't you open the door? Let him in. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, the album he put out back in like 2005 uh, was an amazing album. I listened to that album like on repeat for months. So, interesting. I, if, you, if it's John versus Paul, I'm a Paul. Just, Who are you? Are I you have a no John idea. Or a Paul? You don't know? I have no idea. <laughs> Good. I mean, good. I have some snippy words, so maybe I'm a John. Um, <laughs> I always use snippy words. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Uh, Next, so- Kanye adds a show and gives tickets to inner city schools. So after cutting a November show short due to failing vocal cords, Kanye West has rescheduled his show. But wait, there's more. Whoa. Yeezy is offering a certain amount of tickets free to inner city youth, as well as to anyone who did not get a refund from the shortened show. Additional tickets will be made available to the public starting tomorrow. Nice, nice. So so what are your thoughts on this news? So good job, Mr. Kanye. What a classy way to apologize for cutting the show short. These kids are probably some of his biggest fans, and, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be their one shot to see their idol in person. So that's pretty cool. And they're not going to waste their shot. No, they're not. <laughs> um, I don't think so. It, it's good to see Kanye back up his promise here and do something, you know, good for the kids to boot. The kiddos. The kiddos. But imagine if his voice failed him again during this show. How tragic would that be? Like if it, I it think just, you'd have to like, just push through, to be out. honest with you. Yeah. Uh, either that or do you think they'd do another do-over? Probably no. not. Yeah. Would you go to a second do-over? That's probably way after out of budget, too. That's the thing. Like, he's giving mm-hmm. away so many free tickets. Yeah. I'm like, maybe he's just paying for this out of their Paris mm-hmm. money. Now, as far as I, I, I've never actually been to a concert where they had to stop mid-show mm-hmm. like that and just stop the show and send everyone home before. The closest I've seen was during uh, Bare Naked Ladies Maroon Tour uh, back in, like, 2001, I think, uh, where Steve, uh, half of one of the frontmen for Bare Naked Ladies, had, had a really sore throat. Uh, they had Ed sing more songs than normal while Steve sat over by the drum set drinking tea. And he, <laughs> although he he came out and sang "Break Your Heart," which is one of the, the hardest. hardest songs he does vocally or did vocally for Bare Naked Ladies, it, he did that one. And then he was just like sitting over there sipping tea while Ed did a bunch of these really. Deep Obscure. cuts, yeah. Uh, so it was really cool kind of getting to see a lot of those songs live. I think one of them, I, I don't think it's ever been played live since then. So Ooh. great provider. I, it might have been like on a Ships and Dips cruise or something because mm-hmm. they played a lot of rare ones on that one. But unfortunately with an ego like Kanye, he's not exactly going to let uh, Kid Cudi swap in for him or something like no, that. No, definitely not. So it's so interesting story here. Uh, you know what else is interesting? What? Anne-Marie, what's in that box behind you? I don't know. You're about to find out. We've each selected a special story to discuss. Let's pop open the, the universe, universe box. Okay, so this makes me kind of happy. Disney Springs is using drones for its holiday light show. So there has been... 
Oops. Autoplay. Um, there's been speculation for months, thanks to FAA permits, about the use of drones during some of Walt Disney World Resort's shows. Uh-huh. This week, uh, they de- debuted their holiday light show at Disney Springs, where the drones were lit to create firework-like displays and shapes in the sky. That was a really hard sentence to read. Um, yeah, but they have like a, a they bird make a Christmas, a Christmas tree. tree. It looks really neat. And I think my favorite part of the entire thing is the fact that it's like a major Christmas cool thing. Uh-huh. And it's not in a park. Yeah. You can literally just go to Disney Springs. It costs nothing to park. You don't have to do it. Anything, there's no scanning of magic bands. You can just go see the show. And there isn't much at Disney that's free like that. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Like at all, especially show-wise. Yeah, this is really cool because I've always – I've never been a big fan of fireworks because – You're crazy. I I think before I ever saw real-life fireworks, I saw the ending scene of Annie – the movie Annie, where they there are like there's like writing and fireworks and shapes in the sky and stuff, and I was so you that's expected what I, that to be real, yeah, and so I was always disappointed, but now it's reality, so that's pretty cool. So may, maybe I'll be into this more than I am to traditional fireworks. And I love fireworks. I could definitely it would be really cool if this was kind of the future of fireworks. And I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the future of fireworks, but I think it's definitely going to be the future of Disney performances. And shows like, can you imagine like the parade and like there's like just drones like flying around mm-hmm. like over your head? Like that'd be neat. Or oh, like, yeah, definitely. They use them to like drop candy or something during the Halloween parade. And <laughs> I still want a drone. I definitely want a drone. <laughs> there's a little drone over on the counter. <laughs> a real drone, not a, not a toy drone. Not a $15 drone. Okay. And as for me, my universe box this week is uh, CBS is going to air colorized episodes of the dick van dyke show uh, they're giving the dick van dyke show the same uh treatment that they gave i love lucy last year by colorizing two classic episodes the new versions of that's my boy and coast to coast big mouth will air back to back on december 11th i uh, now first of all these both look really really good i, I have a picture of uh, up on the oh, screen wow. right now yeah it looks really fantastic it looks almost like it was just shot in color you know i yeah. uh, and you know i i love the dick van dyke show i and it's so cool to see it in color like this and it doesn't look like the turner vision of the 80s and 90s where it kind of looked unnatural oh what what i'm i'm continuing to read the descriptions that you have there oh but uh, these are also two of the best episodes of the dick van dyke show too uh the the, there's the one where laura accidentally reveals to a reporter that alan brady is bald that's my favorite it's a personal favorite yeah they even have a picture of alan brady in front of his it was all the things it was all of the wigs yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll zoom in here a little bit just so people can see. I watched see it. Yeah. way too much Nick at Night growing <laughs> up, so this really excites me. Yeah, and then they they also have That's My Boy, which was one of the first primetime sitcoms to ever really acknowledge race re- relations at all. Because basically, oh. it's kind of a flashback to the day that uh, oh, it's not Ricky. I f- no, it's not Ricky. But I forget their what their son. Su- Rob Robbie. No, now, um, I, forget what, the I forget what their son's name was on the show. I'm blanking on it, but it's the day that he was born and they, they bring uh, him back and they get the impression that the baby's got switched at the hospital. Oh, And so they hem and haw about it and eventually they call up the couple they think swap the babies and they show up and they're a different race <laughs> than Rob and Laura. And it's kind of like just this big laugh and, and, uh-huh. and they all... I, 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 
I've, I've heard some stories that they almost didn't air it because, you know, CBS and the censors were afraid that there would be a really bad reaction to it, like right in the heat of the civil rights movement. But uh, the creators pushed for it and it ended up being one of the most classic episodes. Richie. Richie. Uh, one of the most classic episodes of television ever, mm -hmm. ever. So I uh, definitely I'm going to be checking these out on December 11th. You should, too. If Excellent. you like Dick Van Dyke Show, if you don't watch it, you might learn to like it. That's true. Okay, so Amory, we 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 always uh, talk about what holidays are coming up tomorrow. So what holidays are coming up tomorrow uh, on the uh, 18th of November? All right, tomorrow is GIS Day, Housing Day, Mickey Mouse Day, Mickey Mouse Day. and Oculate Day. So, uh, what's GIS? It's like a GPS type of thing. Okay. It's, yeah, basically GPS. So use GIS to find a house and then sacrifice your Mickey Mouse doll to Satan. I, I think that's everything. I, that's how you can celebrate uh, November 18th. I'm going to choose just to celebrate Mickey Mouse Day. That's you fair. may You may join me in mm -hmm. my celebrations. Yeah, and as always, uh, we're going to give you an assignment for our, our Blather Skype segment, our feedback segment. Uh, oh. Contact at universebox.com. Either send us your favorite Mickey Mouse cartoon. Or memory. Or your favorite occult curse. One or the other. <laughs> Just contact at universebox.com. Just send me Mickey Mouse. Don't send me curses. Okay, that's fair. That review was bad enough. That's fair. Okay, so I, now what are we excited about this week? We're offering up our recommendations in Suggestible. Time. Okay, so Anne-Marie, what's your suggestible this okay, week? Okay, so a few weeks ago, um, we talked about the trailer for Good Girls Revolt on Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. and it just came out. I have watched all 10 episodes. <laughs> Again, shocking, <laughs> I know. Anne-Marie binge watches things during the day. Um, but it's another, you know, it's a 10-episode streaming sitcom, or stream, not sitcom, from another show from another time. Like, it's not it's not modern. It's from the 60s. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've been excited about it because it just looked really, really good. Yeah. And I believe that it hit and surpassed any expectations I really had for it. Mm -hmm. um, the name of the game was equality in every way, shape, or form. Um, women that want to be treated and paid the same as men. Racism and being able to be in charge of your own life choices. These were like some of the main, the main theme really was equality and how the women in this newsroom go from, want to go from just being researchers to mm -hmm. being full reporters and that sort of journey and twists and turns and being married and not married and can you work and yeah. all of that sort of thing. So I thought it was really cool. Um, it has, let's see, if you watched Weeds, the oldest son is one of the main characters. Um, mm -hmm. Par not Parker, something, I don't know, uh, him. And then one of the main um, women is, shoot, from Gilmore Girls. The blonde that nobody liked that Dean married and she did <laughs> on. Nobody really liked her, but it was really good. I believe it's her. So I recommend it. Yeah. However, I will give you a warning on lang mm -hmm. language and sexual situations are all over the place. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I just caught a couple little bits of this while you were watching it. And it, it was either always somebody getting high or somebody being naked. <laughs> so there was just a, be there is a lot that. of naked. Yeah, there is a lot, lot of, of nudity. Naked. Okay. And in my suggestion. 
suggestible for this week is uh, in tying into sort of my universe box is a book uh, by Dick Van Dyke called My Life, Lucky Life in and Out of Show Business, a memoir. Now, I, I listened to the audiobook version of this uh, a, a couple weeks back, uh, and it's read by Dick Van Dyke himself. Uh, it, it's such a treat to listen to. He comes across exactly like you'd expect. He's joyous. He's wistful even when discussing the hard times in his life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting to hear the stories behind the stories on the show, and it was especially interesting to hear how he fought his way through the ranks of local television, which I, I work in, uh, to become one of the biggest stars of his generation. Uh, the story of how his first marriage fell apart was equal parts heartbreaking and uplifting. Really? It, yeah, it's a really interesting story. Uh, his whole life is really interesting. It, Definitely highly recommended, it, but it's just, it's so fun to hear him read it because he's, he's like, and, and then my mother died, but uh, my father was still alive. So, you know, it was okay. <laughs> like, or, you know, it's, life was still good because I still had this, even though this bad thing happened, I still had good in my life. Interesting. And, you know, it's amazing. He also, uh, I forget what's the name of his second book is. It's Keep Moving. It's about aging, uh -huh. which is bit, a bit more Dave Barry, a bit more kind of like a mm -hmm. humorous uh, kind of uh, essays on aging and everything. But mm -hmm. it's also it, there's a, uh, several repeated stories from his first book. And oh, really? Too. Yeah, but uh, st he probably forgot because he's old. Uh, but still very highly recommended. Uh, check that out. And we'll have the links to both Good Girls Revolt and uh, the Dick Van Dyke book at universebox.com. <laughs> Okay, now, you know, you've heard us blather on a bit. We can't wait to hear your blathering. Let's hear what our listeners have to say in Blatherskype. We actually have Blatherskypes We do. Week. And as always, you can send in your Blatherskypes. Contact at universebox.com. Uh, you can tweet us at universe underscore box. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash universeboxshow. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And uh, Amory, you want to read our first Blatherskype sure. from Jacob? Okay. Scrolling, scrolling. Okay, so we asked scrolling, people to scrolling. We asked you guys to send in your favorite fast food because fast food day was yesterday, I believe. Mm -hmm. So he says, "I don't eat fast food anymore, but when I did, my favorite chain was Wendy's. My favorite fast food item was the triple with bacon. That was an awesome burger. Now they call it the Baconator, and it only has two patties." Um, but I also loved Wendy's chili and frosty, chocolate frosty. Bring back brings back memories. Oh, I'm getting hungry. Time to eat more salad. Later, dudes. You know, Jacob. What, oh, hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I always used to do at what Wendy's? Did you do? I I used to get the frosty and then fries and then dip the fries in you the frosty. You have to dip the fries in the frosty. You do. You have to. That's, that's pretty that's much the required. only reason I go to Wendy's is to dip fries <laughs> in a frosty. But uh, thanks very much for that, Jacob. And next we have one for Monica, which has a visual aid actually. Oh, does it? Yeah, uh, she says. Uh, you guys, uh, let's see, uh, you guys flung a craving on me. Had uh -oh. to get my blow Bojangles two-piece dark with mac and cheese for lunch yesterday, and she sent us a picture of it. It yum, looks yum, tasty. Yum, yum. It I, I, I've never actually eaten a Bojangles. Neither have I. And uh, then last but not least, we have one from Angel. Angel says, hello, Bill and Anne-Marie. Uh, once again, I'm sorry for not being able to come to tonight's show, but as one of you is a huge Harry Potter fan, I'm sure you understand. Because uh, she went to see Fantastic Beasts, She went right? to go. She's like there now. Yeah, and she says, and as promised, I will write a spoiler-free review for Fantastic Beasts, Beasts for the next show's Blatherskypes. Yay! 
Indeed. Great. Uh, We're holding you to it. So even though we already discussed this a little bit in chat on Tuesday, I will have to respectively disagree with your guys' opinion on Doctor Strange. While I don't know much about Doctor Strange as a character, outside of some brief exposure, I did enjoy the movie. You guys are right in that the visuals are great. Uh, thank you. Uh, sure, everybody makes the necessary comparison to Inception, but it really is amazing. Also, I felt it was somewhat different from other Marvel movies, though I don't know how to explain why. Uh, though I do have to say that I think Tilda Swinton was great in the movie, despite the valid controversy around her role mm -hmm. and it was good to see that they made her character complex rather than having her fall into typical tropes arguably this movie also set up a rather compelling antagonist for future movies one where we understand his motivations better I, and while I love Marvel movies even I can admit that they lack strong character wise villains mm -hmm. And now for something a bit more topical for this episode. Ooh. I'm guessing that you guys will be talking about the Beatles letter from John Lennon. Uh, so I took a few minutes to read it and wow. <laughs> Honestly, I'm only a casual fan of the Beatles music and I only like the more mainstream songs. Uh, though I do have to say it's interesting to see things like this letter as it can give you more insight into the band members themselves and the relationships between them. Either way, I can't wait to hear what you guys have got for us tonight, and I'll hopefully see you next Tuesday. Absolutely. Thanks again, Angel. I Thank definitely Angel. appreciate that. If you want to send in your own blather Skypes, uh, universe or contact at universebox.com, tweet us at universe underscore box. The Facebook is facebook.com slash group slash universeboxshow, and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, now, uh, it's time for some takeaways, some things we learned this episode. Uh, first up, Yeezy ain't sleazy. Ha! It's always exciting to get a look at this Joker. Uh, the Beatles were people too, and you'll never be as cool as Dick Van Dyke. Nope, never, nope, not in a million nope, years. Nope, you are not going to be that cool, man. Okay, Anne Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the stuff we do at universebox.com. You can join us live Tuesday and Thursdays at 10 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. And uh, you can say goodbye because we're out of here. Go leave you know? a review on iTunes. Yeah, go leave a review on please, iTunes. Please, 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 please. Uh, so until next time, remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside.